1: And if you can't be in L.A., we'll also be live-streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. Hello, listener. It's Bridger. We're not in the backyard. In fact, I'm just in my weird little recording space here, and the show has not started. We haven't heard the theme song. The theme song, by the way, we credit her at the end of every episode, but I want to say it up top, is written and performed by Amy Mann, and she did such a terrific job with it. I feel like I could never stop giving her credit for that. Let's be honest, it's the best song in podcasting. I won't hear another word about it. Okay, I need to—there's a reason I'm here. There is a reason I'm here, and it's because the bad news is is this is a re-release of last year's— Holiday special. I'm not to blame here. I'm uh, I mean, actually I'm entirely to blame here. I did not have the time or the energy this year. I just couldn't do it. Last year we had what 98 guests or something, and there were all of the games, which were terrific. And Annalise did such a beautiful job with the sound effects and. Actually, Annalise, uh, maybe you can put some sort of sound effect behind my voice on this. I don't know. A wind blowing, a fire crackling, uh, a Christmas horse hooves, uh, bells jingling or jangling. I don't know what what buttons you have access to. Do whatever you want. And you don't have to cut me out. You know, you don't have to cut this little bit of audio of me directing you here out. This is reality. This is the podcast. The listener deserves to know that I demanded some sound effects. Okay, now, what are we... Why am I here? It's a re-release of the episode. I couldn't let the year pass without wishing you a happy holidays, and I don't want to hear any complaints. I don't want to hear any screaming. If Snoopy can coast on his uh, Peanuts holiday special for, I don't know, 60 years, I can do it at least once. It's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you got everything you wanted for the holidays. You deserve it, and... Look, the little wish in my heart is that you'll tell somebody about the podcast, that you'll corner a uh, family member or friend and tell them or get on, you know, your various social medias and say something. Do whatever you need to do. I give and give and give and give and give. It's the least you can do. Anyway, let's all try to have a bare minimum a decent 2023. Happy holidays. I love you. Here's the show. I said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be with you. The fire's roaring. I have holiday drinks set out, you know, hot cocoa, a variety of spiced liquids, the eggnog, of course, room temperature water. I'm just kind of in a robe. Everyone's too afraid to say something. The tree is sparkling. There's a single cookie for each guest. Honor system, please. I have the thermostat set to 87. And of course, I've sealed the door so no one can get in or out. What a special episode this is going to be. My wonderful producer Annalise and I have rounded up a variety of guests that you might recall from past episodes. And what we have today is the podcast equivalent of a super spreader event. Each of the guests today have brought me a gift before... But the holidays, if nothing else, are a time for forgiveness. So I invited them all back and made them swear they wouldn't bring a gift this time by threatening legal action. For the next little while, it's going to be non-stop games. That's the deal here. We have Gift or a Curse. We've got Gift Master and a very special do-or-die lightning version of Gift or a Curse. A lot of big opinions this episode. Some will win. Many will lose. If you have a moment, as a little gift to me, why don't you rate and review this podcast? I mean, if you haven't done it already, shame on you. I ask for so little. This is the bare minimum you can do for me. And if you're surrounded by family, maybe corner someone, recommend the show, say, you know, grandma, you got to listen to this podcast and then remind them later about it. Maybe send them an email as well. You know, just keep reminding It's okay if the relationship is permanently damaged. You're doing this for me. And look, I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season, fantastic time. Of course I do, no matter what you celebrate. You've got your Christmases, your Kwanzaas, your Hanukkahs, your winter solstices, your Boxing Days, your New Year's Eves. I'm sure I'm missing something. Unless you're listening to this episode at another time of year, In which case, I don't know, happy Easter, happy Father's Day, happy Halloween, happy National Asthma and Allergy Awareness Month. Anyway, it's time to begin playing, so I need everyone to settle down and pay attention. First up, let's play a nice round of Giftmaster with the terrific Lauren Lapkus. I feel like the last time we played, we talked about Zachary Ty Bryan. Yes. And then he got uh, shortly after was arrested. Yes. Ran into some legal trouble. So we'll just hope that that doesn't happen in today's game.
2: Well, hopefully something good happens to him now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or not you know <laughs> could be a bad guy i feel like he is a bad guy i don't know i don't know he played
2: brad with ease and plum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so with gift master you know i'll name the three potential gifts i'll name the three celebrities you'll tell me which gift you're going to give which celebrity and why so today you know and it is the holiday season so you've got to be extra thoughtful uh, But the gifts you'll be giving are, we've got a lot of experience gifts here. Well, actually, maybe not. Let me just say, we've got a healthy work-life balance. That's one gift you'll mm. be giving. Number two, you'll be giving uh, an ass that won't quit. <laughs> and number three, you'll be giving um a Frappuccino.
2: Okay. So that's
1: a smaller... That's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be giving them to the following people. Let's see here. Bruno Mars, pop sensation Bruno Mars. Uh, someone I adore, Diane Weiss. Oh, I love her. Fantastic actor. And oh. number three, we've got Prince Charles. Oh, my
2: God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard. Um, okay, well, two of the gifts are life-changing, and one is a Frappuccino. So, <laughs> Okay, so I love Diane Weast so much. I think she's one of the best actors of our time. And really no one's talking about her enough. She's fantastic. Everything she's ever been in. She's like amazing. I kind of imagine she's somebody who has a good work life balance because I feel like she chooses like really good projects. She's not always in something, but she's always in something good. Right. And so she's probably not saying yes all the time to things. Um, so I'm just going to say that. And then Bruno Mars, I just don't, I don't really care about.
1: No offense. <laughs> you don't adore Bruno Mars?
2: <laughs> no, I'm okay. But I fe- and his songs do get stuck in my head. Um, I haven't looked at his ass. I'm going to guess that it won't quit because I feel like he dances a lot. <laughs> so he's probably good. He probably doesn't have as good of a work-life balance. Um, because he's a musician, and I feel like they work so hard, and they're always doing shows, and it's
1: like a huge deal, and
2: they're touring, and blah blah blah.
1: He's in the Super Bowl four times a year.
3: This, kind <laughs> I, yes, of thing.
2: I exactly. And then we have Prince Charles. Who, how old is he?
1: I'm gonna guess. Uh, from what I'm picturing of Prince Charles, I'm gonna guess he's 71.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was thinking for a second right? of the
1: older one who passed. Yeah, you know, yeah. Prince. We're talking about Prince Philip, who could be alive or dead. It's in- I know. All I
2: know is that his corpse was riding in the back of a limo, in a picture that I saw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that corpse has been in a lot of cars over the last that wasn't decade.
2: A good picture. Um, <laughs> and, okay, so Prince Charles is like in his seventies. He look. He doesn't work,
1: right? Um, hard to say. He could have a little Etsy shop on the side. <laughs> He's got a side hustle going.
2: I okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give prince charles the frappuccino because he probably doesn't go to is it starbucks or is it just a frappuccino
1: is that frappuccino let's say it's a starbucks frappuccino i'm gonna say
2: he doesn't get to go to starbucks ever and he doesn't get to have like what the people have so he always he has like a fancy person who makes him his own drinks so this is like a special treat to have like a commoner's (laughs) beverage and then i'm going to give Bruno Mars, the work-life balance, because he's very busy and maybe he doesn't have enough time for his personal life. And then I'm giving Diane Weiss the the ass that won't quit because she deserves <laughs> it at this point.
1: <laughs> she absolutely deserves it. She's earned it. I mean, again, I can't, I can't picture Diane's ass. Uh, she might no, already have one. And it's none of our who, business. You can always use two.
2: No, it's none of our business what her ass looks like at all, but it wouldn't hurt to feel great about your ass. And if she has any doubts about it now, it won't quit. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Bruno Mars. We can tell he's a workaholic time to take a break. He needs to relax. And yeah, then Charles is sipping at that Frappuccino.
2: <sighs> I just love the idea of him just being delivered with his name spelled wrong, like a Starbucks <laughs> drink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just Charles. It's like Prince Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you did it. I mean, you're always very thoughtful. You do it excellently every time. And this is no surprise.
2: Well, I try. You know, I love to give gifts. I... And I know you always say no gifts, but you love to receive them. So it's it's your favorite time of year, no doubt.
1: I'm having an excellent time. I'm just <laughs> wading through a sea of gifts and this kind of thing.
2: What I'm just going to say one thing about the Christmas season is that I my thing right now that I'm getting excited about is wrapping gifts. Because so often we're mailing gifts online to each other where we don't get the right. gift wrapping, especially because of COVID. We weren't traveling. Everyone's just getting packages in the mail with a little receipt that has a message on it i'm gonna wrap the gifts and i'm going to hand deliver the gifts this is the wow. goal wow i mean if i can unless it's
1: people out of state but i'm saying i'm not ordering something to be delivered to somebody at this point right when i mean because everyone can just order themselves something and get it in a it's crappy not that box. exciting
2: exactly it's so fun to, and i have all this wrapping paper i never use so i'm excited to use it
1: are you a good rapper
2: i'm pretty good i'm pretty good i grew up wrapping gifts with my mom and i understand the importance of a tight corner
1: i'm so jealous but sometimes i phone it
2: in and i just kind of like let it be smushy and i don't really care
1: um well do you have any holiday wishes you'd like to send out um yo fuck santa (laughs) (laughs) um
2: no i have a baby now so this is my first christmas with a baby and so this is very very exciting to me because i love holidays i love traditions and I'm really excited to start traditions with my baby. So that's my, oh. my dream and wish for this Christmas season is my own. It's just about me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, now our next guest contestant is none other than the very funny Danielle Perez. Danielle, the last time we spoke, my, half of my face was numb from the dentist. But today it's the holidays. We're going to have a lovely time. We're playing do or die, gift or a curse. I'm going to name one thing. You're going to tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why. And then I'm going to tell you if you won the game or not. I love one shot. I love (laughs) just having one shot. (laughs) Well, it could go either way, dark or light. Uh, But it is a holiday season, so hopefully you'll win. But who knows? So here we go. Gift or a curse. Friends and family sales. So these are the friends and family sales that you'll get an email like, I don't know, J.Crew friends and family sale. Gift or a curse?
4: Honestly, a curse. You buy too much. You go too hard. You're left with the, you, the impulse to go. Oh, yeah. I love that color. That color is going to look great on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're you have a chartreuse sweater (laughs) you can't even give it away at a white (laughs) elephant
1: danielle excellent i mean that's not the logic i'm using here i do think they're a curse but the reason i think they're a curse is i don't feel like these are really friends and family sales i feel like if i'm an actual friend or family of the you know the Gap employee. I'm getting a better discount. People are it. It waters the whole thing down. We've got to think of a new term for this. You can't just blast out an email to a hundred thousand people calling them friends and family. It's just no. Yeah, it
4: really it is diluting the whole like friend and family tier.
1: Um, I haven't thought of that. Wow. Right. I don't want to become friends with you know the Uniqlo employee uh, and then find out that everyone's a friends and family.
4: Everyone's a fan friend for those two weeks. We're all friends and family. No, thank you. We're (laughs) just because we're all stuck in the same store, making (laughs) impulse purchases, acting on our base instincts, (laughs) leaving the place that we've like inhabited for the last few hours, just like in shambles. And for what? 15% friends off? And family behavior. <laughs> Forget it. Oh my God. Okay. 15% off is not a friends and family. That's what discount, I'm talking
1: though. about. I think a lot of these things are masquerading as a friends least. and family. And you're getting 15%. No. If, I'm, if you're going to call me a friend or a family member, you're going to give me 30% minimum. Let's talk 50%.
4: Okay, see, 50%, now we're friends and family. Yes. Now, I mean, that's like inner circle. We're basically married. Yes. If a, if a brand would like to marry me, I'd be <laughs> open to that.
1: <laughs> Reach out, get down, and, you know, get on bended knee and ask Danielle to marry you. That's all I'm Let's saying. Let's
4: make this thing legit. Come on, right. uh, Banana Republic. Tired of living in sin.
1: <laughs> Fenty beauty. Get it together. Excellently <laughs> played, Danielle. I mean, you just knocked it out of the park. It's nice when the end of the year you get it a little win. Yes. Another lightning round version of Gift or Curse with John Gabris. Okay, Gift or a curse, Gabrus? And please be careful, we don't want you to ruin the 2021 for yourself and the holidays are shattered. Gift or a curse? Tall sandwiches.
5: Tall sandwiches.
1: You know, we're talking Scooby-Doo style, giant tall
5: sandwiches. Okay, well, here's the thing. My favorite food in the world is sandwiches. So by design just the noun without the modifier hits me and i go gift but the thing is the one thing a sandwich shouldn't be and now and i like a lot of meat and a lot of bullshit on my sandwiches <laughs> but the one thing a sandwich shouldn't be is tall i think you can go longer bigger thicker wider but taller And I have a huge, I have a huge mouth, uh, but I don't even like to have like, I like a fat sandwich. Like I'm a New Yorker. When you get sandwiches anywhere besides New York, it's like, yeah, we got some turkey and cheese in New York. It's like you get, if you get a cream cheese bagel, you get like an inch and a half of cream cheese. And I fucking love that. But there is a limit to the height of a, like no one goes, oh dude. My deli, you gotta love this place. They have the tallest sandwiches. (laughs) Like that, no one, that, (laughs) so I, I'll go with Curse. You absolutely got it. I mean, what a beautiful look. Yes, fuck, yes, I was really worried for a second. (laughs) Holy
1: shit, this is fucking great. I adore a sandwich, but a tall sandwich is the worst possible experience. Any sandwich where I have to break it down without my mouth hmm i the only thing i should be using is my mouth to break down the sandwich chewing chewing chewing
5: i don't hate if some like mayoed up chicken cutlet shoots out the back and i gotta <laughs> do a little restructure. that's fine right but if you got your fucking shit so stacked where it's like yeah i gotta bite through 11 layers to fucking fuck that uh no
1: absolute curse they look fantastic of course it's a beautiful thing Impossible to eat. It doesn't work. It works against what the nature of the product even is. Tall sandwiches. We've got to get away from it. No, yes, thank you. Fuck that. Excellent job. You did it. Happy holidays.
5: Oh, amazing. <laughs> Happy holidays to you too.
1: <laughs> well, look who it is. Everyone loves him. We love him. It's Oscar Montoya. Hi, Oscar. Happy holidays. Oh, happy holidays.
6: It's so, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy (laughs) schedule to meet with me during the holidays.
1: Well, I've got, you know, various balls and galas that I'm kind of (laughs) skipping between, but I just keep my dress on. Don't forget
6: the masquerades. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) My masquerade Christmas balls that I'm at. Uh, Are you ready for a do or die gift or a curse? Absolutely. Oh, we'll see. (laughs) Oscar gift or a curse now this is an interesting one goldenrod are you familiar with goldenrod the
6: color i know goldenrod the color is that is there something out is it just I'm a rod made out of gold
1: goldenrod from you know the paper that's the color of goldenrod exactly
6: okay uh, okay think? i think it's uh it's a it's a gift it's absolutely a gift and why it's a cute, it's not an offensive color. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a nice, subtle color. Uh, it's a nice gift. It makes people think like, oh, I'm thinking about you. You know, it could have been like shit brown, and it's not. It's Goldenrod. So I think it, there, there's limitless options. Goldenrod is, I think, one of the better choices you can, you can gift someone.
1: Oscar. Oh, you came in with this confidence, and you're so wrong. Goldenrod is a curse. The public school system has ruined Goldenrod for me. When I see the color Goldenrod, oh. all I think of is a worksheet, a word search, or something to take home to mom to sign. Mm. It's an absolute
6: curse. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I, yes. <laughs> Actually, you're completely right, yes.
1: You know, the, the holidays are for giving, but they're also for apologizing. <laughs> and I appreciate that Sorry, I'm coming uh, clean, and
6: I'm being honest with myself. And for that, I, I am sorry. I apologize, Bridger. <laughs> goldenrod is in fact a curse
1: look you've you've kind of bottomed out at the end of 2021 but that just means 2022 you can start anew you can just you have a fresh page of goldenrod to rewrite exactly
6: i can't get any lower than Uh. i am right now that's a good (laughs) point bridger
1: (laughs) uh well you look all i can say at this point is happy holidays and Uh, happy holidays does something to cheer you up Okay, we're headed into our next guest contestant, someone who I just adore, Carl Tart. Carl? Hello. Are you ready to play Do or Die, Gift or a Curse? I absolutely am. Now, Carl, I'm going to name one thing you're going to tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why. Are Just please prepare yourself. All this right. is a listener suggestion. Someone named Katie wrote in, Gift or a Curse? A baby you don't know waving to you in public.
7: is That is 100% a gift because, see, a lot of people out here are pet people. I'm not a pet person, but I'm a baby person. Like, I love a good baby. They're cute. <laughs> They're all cute. Some people be like, oh, some babies are ugly. Babies are ugly when they first come out. Nah, man. <laughs> babies be cute out here. You know, and a baby waving to me, in, a baby waving to me in, in public, this is, this is, this is too sweet, but it makes me feel like I have a good soul. <laughs> I feel like they see the good in people.
1: Right. They haven't quite uh, developed a cynicism yet.
7: Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I, I love a baby. I think that is a, a 100% gift.
1: Carl, it's the holidays, so I hate to deliver this news. Oh, no. It's a curse. Of course, I mean, babies are very cute and it's a fun surprise to see a baby waving to you, but there's, it's so complicated. It's like, is the baby, is it a joke? Are they making fun of me? What is, what's the baby's actual game? And now what do I owe the baby? Do I wave back and then people are like, what's this adult man waving to the baby doing? It's, it creates such a complicated web almost immediately. And I think I know what, I think the baby knows what they're doing. <laughs> they're getting you in trouble. They're getting me in trouble or they're at least making me out They're I just do. I come over and talk to the baby. Then the parent is saying, why are you talking to my baby? It's a trap. Yeah, <laughs> it's an absolute trap. Of course, we we appreciate the attempt by babies who maybe just purely want to wave. But I feel like a lot of babies just are trying to, you know, create a situation. Understood.
7: Understood. All right. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm, I'm starting off on a bad foot. All right.
1: <laughs> not starting off, ending on a bad foot. This is do or die and you have failed, Carl. Oh, dang it. Well, do you have any uh, holiday wishes to, uh, to give? I wish that all the
7: babies who wave at you are doing it from a place of goodness and doing it from a place of kindness and not trying to get you in trouble as an adult man <laughs> waving at a baby.
1: <laughs> i think that's a great wish carl happy holidays babies. happy holidays to you bridger thank you our next guest contestant is matt ingebretson matt happy holidays
8: bridger what why are we doing this
1: because of the holiday <laughs> season
8: Matt. oh it's <laughs> the holiday season I forgot. I forgot it was the holiday season.
1: Well, I forgot you were a Scrooge. <laughs> a Grinch. This person has a heart of coal, but, you know, everyone should be involved in the holidays. And I'm so happy that you can be here and we can try to warm your spirits.
8: I'm glad to be here, too. <laughs> but, but I do. Re- I resent you for dragging me out of bed. For what? Some <laughs> podcast?
1: Get a It's life, Christmas Bridger. morning. <laughs> there are presents under the tree. Matt, today we're going to play Gift Master. Okay. I'm going to name three potential gifts, things you can give away, and I'm going to name three celebrities, people you're going to give them to. You're going to tell me which gift you're going to give which celebrity and why. And more than ever, you need to be thoughtful about this because it is the holiday season. So you don't want anyone going to bed tonight thinking that Santa didn't care. Okay, Matt, these are the three gifts you will be giving today. Number one is a stylish purse. Number two is a 36-month lease on a Buick Enclave. And number three is an eternity in hell. Now, (laughs) you will be giving these gifts to the following people. And yeah, obviously some of these are experiences, some of them are gifts, but that's, you know, you have to run the gamut with gift giving. You'll be giving them to the following people. Dame Maggie Smith, the legendary Dame Maggie Smith, okay number two someone who's more dog royalty caesar milan the dog whisperer okay (laughs) he you know he trains pets for a living the dog guy the dog guy and number three is michelle branch michelle branch you know that everywhere song
8: i'm on google it looks like michelle branch is married to one of the men from the Black Keys. So congratulations, and also maybe too bad for you.
1: So what you're doing is you're defining a woman by her male partner. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
8: and thanks for putting it that way. (laughs) Doing me a big favor. (laughs) You drag me out of bed and accuse me of being a misogynist. What a (laughs) podcast this is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay we've got dame maggie smith we all know her caesar milan he's trained uh, countless dogs and then of course michelle branch we're a little foggy on who she is but we have a enough of an idea
8: wow okay well i mean i guess dame maggie smith i like the most out of this group i'm a fan of her from such things as harry potter <laughs> <laughs> end of list <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where she got her start dame maggie smith congratulations you're getting a stylish purse <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't think when that, you... <laughs> this, that dame maggie smith doesn't have six closets of stylish purses she's probably collected
8: a lot of stylish purses now when when you say stylish purse are you picturing like what, like something from Target that's cute but inexpensive? Or are you picturing
1: a, a, like
8: Gucci or something like
1: Matt, that? Matt, I'm not giving the gift away. <laughs> I so you I have words, to show up? And you get to decide what type of handbag, what price range, what If style. I were to
8: have to give a purse to somebody, it would stress me out so much because it's it, it's like purses. The problem with purses is they do, you can find a cute purse. But it's more of a status symbol a lot of the time. And it's like, did you spend two grand on this purse? But I think, to be honest, no offense to anybody out there, if you're buying into that, you're a lost person and you need to (laughs) reevaluate your belief system.
1: (laughs) I guess I'll burn all of my purses.
8: (laughs) Okay. So Dame Maggie Smith, congratulations. You get a purse you don't need. Put it in the closet. You're... (laughs) I can't imagine you're leaving the house very much these days.
1: Wow, you've just come for Dame Maggie Smith. You might as well have sent her to hell Listen, you treating this person.
8: <laughs> I, am, I am realizing I'm being, I'm ornery right now, I guess. I, I didn't realize it, but in talking to you, you're bringing out a, 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 a spitefulness in me that I didn't realize I had this morning.
1: <laughs> Welcome to every one of my relationships. <laughs>
8: okay so so
1: dame maggie gets the purse i actually can't argue with that and she probably has a lot but she could easily regift that and she seems generous it works that seems like it makes sense to me
8: (sighs) now this is now these are some tough decisions we have to make here a buick a 36 month lease on a buick enclave
1: that's three years in what i believe is you know seats seven people this is i believe is a huge car i'm looking at it now
8: Yeah. It looks like the modern day suburban. Okay. Well, Caesar Milan, he's, you know, carting around dogs all the time. And so maybe he needs that space. You know, he throws down a couple blankets in the back seat. You know, the dogs can have some room to breathe back there. Michelle branch. Um, I, I don't know anything about her life at all, except that I saw her in a photo with one of the people from the black keys. And she sang a song that I've already forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say that's one of those songs that when it comes on, I'm like catchy tune sounds good. And then it gets stuck in my head in a way that upsets me in the way that certain pop music does where it keeps going and it won't stop. And it creates sort of a hellish experience for me. And so for that reason, I'm going to banish Michelle to an eternity in hell. Oh
1: my God, she's going to be heartbroken.
8: Well, Michelle, you should have thought of that before you made a song that was good, but more so than being good, just catchy. And actually, that's not always a good thing.
1: I will say this about an eternity in hell. Maybe we just look at it as... An experience. It's more of a trip. It's a you know you make of it what you can. You know it's like a bad vacation. Yes. Um, and there's good in everything. There's probably you know you every town has a good restaurant. Uh, I'm sure there's if you uh, spend enough time in hell you're gonna find you know the little hidden spots and you know cafes and eateries. They've got a
8: Chili's. <laughs> And you know what? Chili's is great. I ate there in high school all the time and I loved it.
1: Right. And you know, a lot of people don't get to go to hell. So it's kind of a, there's a lot of FOMO there for a lot of people. And, uh, this is kind of to to know you're going to hell. I think that that there's some luxury to that.
8: It would be freeing in a way because it's like, okay, I'm going to hell. Well, now I can really start living life to the fullest or in whatever way i want to <laughs> right. do i want to, do i want to go on a, a killing spree i can't now <laughs> because it doesn't matter
1: what lies in the heart of michelle branch hmm. it's hard to say matt you did an excellent job well i'll bet i'm gonna walk that back you did a fine <laughs> job
8: i did a fine job i mean to be honest a lot of these people mean you know don't come into my you know purview very often <laughs> Dane Maggie Smith, again, she's the one I guess I think about the most. But if I'm being completely honest, I probably haven't thought about her in years.
1: Well, you have that poster of her behind you. (laughs) Wow. I can see right (laughs) into your Zoom. (laughs) Matt, bless you. Bless you. And uh, yes, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Why don't we play a lightning round of Gift or a Curse? With Sam Richardson. Sam, gift or a curse, faux exposed brick. Curse. So what and why?
9: It's a question for, for a few reasons. First of like let's not lie about what is behind the paint on our walls, guys. Let's not, <laughs> let's not get in the habit of lying about these things. Whatever the structural makeup of our home is, we will accept that. Okay. Uh also. Uh, so, so you take a, you take a selfie in your home, right? Somebody's like, I can't wait to come to your house and see this exposed brick. They get there. <laughs> now you are a liar. And even if you have it all over every wall, they're like, wait a minute, where's the dust? Where's the natural residual dust that comes from having exposed brick? It's not, it doesn't seem to be anywhere. What is this? Is this paper? This is not even just paper. It's like glossy. It's like glossy paper. <laughs> now you're an, now you have an enemy on your hands. Curse. <laughs> A curse
1: sam i hate to hear this what an awful answer you're wrong oh. faux exposed brick you can turn any environment into your own personal pirates of the caribbean you can make your home an olive garden oh. look you built let's say you built your house in 2007 what's stopping you from making it feel like a mimi's cafe get the faux exposed brick in there oh. everybody loves it Oh, it's an no. absolute gift. Every home should just have endless expo- faux <laughs> faux exposed brick. We love how it looks. Everybody adores it. Authentic, uh, you know, it really gives a theme park feel to almost any room.
9: Oh, this was it was all going so well, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your opinion, and you're wrong. Faux exposed brick is. A gift from beginning oh. to end no no <laughs> <laughs> sam move on i can't <laughs> look you're a sore loser it's not my problem
9: so well, the second i, I go to the, you have full exposed brick and i go and i see that you have something nailed into that brick like <laughs> you're seeing a painting from it i'm like How? <laughs> how'd you do this it's brick you're lying What else is a lie in this place?
1: Well, but then you at least had the fun illusion of looking at a nail right into brick. For a moment in time, your reality was one where brick could hold up a painting. And
9: so then I I carry that into the real world all of a sudden because I'm like, oh, the rules are different all of a sudden. Now, (laughs) I, I guess I thought it was impossible. Now it's possible. I need to hang up this painting in this brick wall. I'll just go. I'll just take the one nail, please. Home Depot. (laughs) It should be good. Just the one nail. (laughs) Close my credit card. Let me do it. Let me do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can actually do it. Don't worry. Please get off my back. (laughs) People are coming over at seven. It's uh, 638. I can do this myself.
1: Well, Sam, I hate to hear it. Uh, The world hates to hear it. But, you know, occasionally you're wrong and that's fine.
9: I disagree. I think time will tell. Time will tell them but when the aliens come down, and they and they were like, "Please take me to your brick walls." And then it, and then the the would be like, "I have it." And they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! Oh, it's gonna be embarrassing for all of
1: us." Well, just know that when you come to my house, I'm gonna know that you hate all of my faux exposed brick, and I'm gonna be so uncomfortable. I'm gonna say
9: it. Like, what is this in your home? Was the Dave and Buster's?
1: <laughs> now it's do or die gift or a curse with jessica Gao. jessica Hello,
10: bridger you duplicitous bitch <laughs>
1: <laughs> so nice to see you
10: i can't wait for this i was so excited to have this opportunity to redeem myself because the last time i was on your show i was not told the full rules of this game
1: well you were you were absolutely told everything you needed to know and you dropped the ball you can't keep just projecting your failures onto me so this is going to be a do or die and Mm -hmm. we'll see who's uh, who comes out on top here
10: yeah let's see if good or evil triumphs today
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay well here we go it's gift or a curse gift or a curse confetti in birthday cards
10: Oh, obvious curse. Are you kidding?
1: And why?
10: Because, well, you know, here's the thing, though. It depends on your POV. It's obvious. It's a gift for a vengeful person like myself, because I will absolutely send that to only people that I hate um, because it'll ruin. It won't ruin, just ruin their day. It'll ruin their lives, especially if they have like carpet or something, you know, depending on where they open it. Um, but if you are on the receiving end, it's, of course, a curse. You might as well send them a grenade.
1: Well, look, you can't just say both sides here. I need <laughs> I need a definitive answer from Jessica Gao. Fine, it's a curse. Oh, I hate to hear it. You've <laughs> lost the game. This you think absolutely it's a gift? a gift
10: because you're on the giving end. That's why
1: I love to watch somebody open that card. The smaller the confetti, the better. Just packet full there's an explosion it's got a mess you just just...
10: wait till I test out this answer you will be receiving a confetti card from me every day for the rest of your very short life
1: (laughs) well this just you're giving me a little heads up I will never carpet my home
10: (laughs) and you you had all the swatches picked out (laughs) just shag carpeting from wall to wall
1: My carpet shopper is going to be so disappointed to hear this, but, (laughs) you know, she and I were going to part ways at some point, so.
10: (laughs) Because you had sent her a confetti card, I bet. That's why you were going to (laughs) part ways.
1: You've absolutely lost the game, and it's a horrible way to end 2021. The listener's heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to you. But happy holidays.
10: I can't wait to see you sing a different tune when you receive a special package from me.
1: (laughs) Well, the party continues. I'm having the time of my life. We're all in a real holiday mood and we're going to walk over to our dear friend, Caroline Goldfarb. Caroline, how are the holidays treating you?
11: My Hanukkah was festive, thanks for asking.
1: Fantastic.
11: And I'm so excited to see you in this wonderful holiday season. Now, are you ready to play Gift or a Curse?
1: So ready. Gift or a Curse? Cottage Cheese. Oh, and I should say that's from a listener. A listener named Sarah Jane suggested that.
11: Cottage Cheese? It's so funny you ask me this, because it just so happens I'm going through kind of a cottage cheese phase right now. So I'm going to say beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's a gift. Am I allowed to say why?
1: Of, I will. I hope you'll say why you can't just leave the party with that. Of, it's a it's a gift. And then you leave. I mean, the door slams. And... That
11: would be like the ultimate party foul. Just screaming cottage <laughs> cheese is a gift and walking out the That's door. That's actually
1: a fantastic exit.
11: Um, We call that, some people do an Irish goodbye. I do the cottage goodbye. And it's just (laughs) screaming about cottage cheese and leaving the party. And then she died on her way home. (laughs) She choked on cottage cheese, (laughs) loose cottage (laughs) cheese that she carries in her pockets. So weird. Anyway, she was kind of cool, I guess. (laughs) So cottage cheese to me, of course, we all know it's kind of the ugly stepsister of the dairy community. You know, milk gets milk gets its due yogurt, of course, gets its flowers. Sour cream has a spot in the dairy pantheon. But cottage cheese is. I think it's underrated uh, and it doesn't it doesn't get its praise. Let me sing its praises for a moment. Cottage cheese, pound for pound, probably the best source of dairy based protein for my money, the protein. Look at the macros on cottage cheese. Next time you're at the grocery store, do me a favor. Read down that list. Tell me you don't see a shocking amount of protein. And you can really, it's a great base for me. You can throw some, you know, in the same way yogurt can be your parfait base. Try it with cottage cheese next time. Put some jam on it, put some nuts for crunch. You know, don't be afraid to take a walk on the cottage side is all I have to say. (laughs) Cottage core, yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm all about this holiday season.
1: Caroline, I could listen to you talk about cottage cheese for another hour and a half. This has been Well, I've only got forty-five
11: more minutes on it if you want me to.
1: (laughs) You're starting up a PowerPoint. (laughs) Uh, Look, we can I'm happy to continue talking about this because I'm I'm obviously I need to reveal right now the correct answer. Yes, it's a gift. We love cottage cheese in this household. What is there there not to like about it? It makes me feel like I'm bored in the 70s. I've got my diet cheese that I'm eating out of the fridge. It tastes fantastic. I think that, you know, from about 2001 till three years ago, no one was eating cottage cheese. I think it's making its way back into our refrigerators. We're realizing it's a snack for literally any time of the day. You can have it in the morning. You can have it at midnight. You can also, I, I may have covered this subject on this podcast before, but whatever happened to the midnight snack? I feel like mm. the midnight snack was a plot device in every 90s commercial. And then it vanished from memory. We've got to bring back the midnight snack. Cottage cheese. The midnight
11: snack, I think got replaced by the ambient snack. And it's time <laughs> to bring back the midnight snack. And I do want to speak to your point, Bridger. I Cottage cheese is cyclical. It's really, you know, trends may come and go, but cottage cheese is forever. You know, you (sighs) might think it's out, but don't, don't think it's out until you count it back in.
1: You know, it's absolutely packed with protein. Look, I don't like to put a sweet thing on it. You're, you're bringing up this putting jam on it. I don't know that I can cross that line. I like it more as a savory snack.
11: Can I blow your mind for a second? I grew up in a freaky cottage cheese choice household where my dad would make something, I'll say it, the curse of all curses with, with cottage cheese, an abominable cottage cheese snack. He would combine, he claims he learned this growing up in the 60s, I guess, so a savory cottage cheese snack. Cottage cheese, ketchup, salsa, mixed together until it's like a <laughs> reddish... <laughs> Chunky, with bits of salsa, rolled up into a tortilla. I have seen him eat it many times. Oh my
1: god. (laughs) Crazy. That's not just a desperate snack for him. That's something he was doing regularly.
11: He craves it. It's one of his favorites. All I'm saying is, it's versatile. Don't be afraid to add your own spin to it. Bridger likes it plain. I like it a little sweet. My dad likes it with all kinds of
1: things. It's chunky, too. We can't... That texture, come on. It's it's funky. It's wacky. There's no other food that resembles it. I can't think of one. Not in the dairy category. Any other dairy thing that's that texture has gone rotten. Smooth.
11: Oh, right, too. I'm so over dairy being smooth. It's like (laughs) obvious choice much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, cottage cheese really pushes it out there. Sometimes yogurt will get into a weird textural thing, and we don't want that to have a texture. We want... A, a smoother yogurt, cottage cheese just kind of owns it. It makes me feel like I should get on my exercycle. You mm. know, it's like
12: I'm
11: lumpy. Get used <laughs> to it.
1: That's cottage cheese's motto. Oh my god! You've uh, I had a feeling. I saw cottage cheese there. I thought Caroline is going to have the exact answer that everyone needs to hear here, and uh, hopefully. This is just the beginning of cottage cheese just becoming kind of a permanent thing in everyone's life. We don't need it to fall out of fashion again.
11: No, don't let cottage cheese go the way of bell bottoms and the (laughs) dinosaurs. Open your arms this holiday season. Let it into your fridge. (laughs) And Bridger, I'm so happy you asked me. And it really speaks to what the Hanukkah and holiday season is all about for me. And that's bringing your A-game to your friend's (laughs) podcast. And I think I did just that.
1: Okay, here comes the next person that's willing to play Gift or a Curse, Do or Die. It's Lizzie Cooperman. Lizzie, welcome to the Hell Pit.
13: Bridger, I can't believe I'm here. I'm loving every minute of it.
1: (laughs) You're glowing. You're looking out on the ocean.
13: I am coming to you live from La Jolla. Behind me, some gorgeous, grainy beach photography.
1: (laughs) Could use a Paris filter. (laughs) Lizzie, we're going to play Do or Die, Gift or a Curse. Are you prepared? I mean, as ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is from a listener. Someone named Landon has suggested. Gift or a Curse, Passion Fruit.
13: Okay. I'm going to say as a flavor curse, passion fruit, you're neither here nor there. As I say this, I realize I literally just voiced passion fruit in a nice tea commercial. <laughs> it's so crazy. And I'm going to curse. I was passion fruit. So this is actually a self-hating decision I'm making. This is wild. I can't believe I said this. What I'm thinking about is in LaCroix, whenever I get passion fruit, I feel like I'm drinking gum.
1: Right. Although I I would say uh, with almost all LaCroix, I feel like I'm drinking, like someone left a piece of gum at the bottom of a can. (laughs) Do you really? Yeah, I, I, I find it fine. It's not an offensive drink, but the flavor is barely there. Hmm. So, Lizzie, you feel, so your answer, though, is curse? Yes. Pa- t- Iced
13: tea aside,
1: passion fruit <laughs> curse. Lizzie, incredible. It's I think passion fruit is a curse, and I'll tell you why. Every third item that is baked on the Great British Bake Off is a passion fruit flavored something. Why is this happening? Why is passion fruit always the go-to fruit for desserts? The British have got, they've, they're hooked, and I, we've got a, it feels like such an easy choice at this point on the Bake Off. No one really knows what passion fruit tastes like. I can't, I, well, yeah, I'll say that. No one knows. And so I don't want to know, I don't want a, you know, a cake with a passion fruit curd or a pie with a passion fruit slime.
13: I've never heard you say the word curd before, and my ears are just adjusting. <laughs>
1: And my soul. I don't know that I've ever said curd aloud. This may be a historical moment.
13: It felt like a first. <laughs> the passion fruit is just, in my life, I feel like it's a cover-up for uh, a flavor they couldn't decide what to call it. They were just like, I don't know, what do you think this tastes like? <laughs> Passing it around the room, they're like,
1: tastes like spoiled kiwi, maybe? Boiled or Spoiled. Oh, spoiled. Spoiled. And is it like a slimy texture? I actually would not be able to pick one out of a crowd. Wow.
13: Oh, I would not be able to nail a passion fruit down if I saw one running free in the forest.
1: (laughs) Uh, Lizzie, you did a fantastic job, and I'm so happy to have you here for the holidays, and I hope you have a wonderful season.
13: Thank you for having me.
1: Now we're going to be playing Gift Master with a guest that I adore. It's Jenny Yang. Jenny, I'm going to name three potential gifts, things you can give away. Yeah. And three celebrities. You're going to tell me which gift you'll give which celebrity and why. (gasps) The three gifts you're going to be giving are going to be an uneventful road trip. So just a road trip where almost nothing happens. Yep. A job at Knott's Scary Farm. Mm. So this is the Halloween version of Knott's Berry Farm. So it's kind of a temporary position and they're probably going to be kind of spooking people. That's right. It's a theme park. Yeah, it's a theme park that's also a haunted house. I've never been. I wouldn't mind trying it. And number three is a pizza stone.
14: Are you familiar with a pizza stone? I'm very familiar with a pizza
1: stone. giant rock you put in your oven and heat up and then throw pizza on. Yeah, flat slab. Right, right. And you'll be giving them to the following celebrities. Let's see here. How about you'll be giving them to Machine Gun Kelly, okay? MGK, Nancy yep. Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, and R.L. Stein.
14: R.L. Stein. I would imagine that R.L. Stein would excel as a staff member of Not Scary Farm. Oh, wow. yeah, I didn't even. I think that's an, that's an incredible connection right
1: there. Um, he could I, almost be like the designer. He could be the designer. I feel like there's a collab waiting to happen. Somebody's dropped the ball.
14: A live, immersive horror experience curated and designed by R.L. R. Stein. By I that the junior that,
1: master of horror.
14: Yeah. So I believe that he would be an excellent staff member for that experience. Um, I would say between Nancy Pelosi and Machine Gun Kelly, which I truly still don't understand why we're talking about Machine Gun Kelly so much. <laughs> I don't. I think I even try to look him up on P- Wikipedia and I still, I'm <laughs> confused about why we're talking about him other than the fact that he's dating publicly trying to be very sexy with, you know, a hot lady. Uh, wait, who is it again that he's dating or uh, Megan Fox,
1: Megan Fox. Okay. So,
14: right. It's just, you know, they like to lick tongues for, for like photos. It's like, you know, it's a whole thing, but I don't know what he does. So machine gun Kelly and, um, Nancy Pelosi, uneventful road trip or
1: pizza, pizza stone.
3: Okay.
14: I would like to see Machine Gun Kelly sent off to nowhere. So I think I would send him on uh, on a sort of uneventful road trip. (laughs) I truly do believe he needs to take a break from the limelight right now.
1: Yeah. Just if we could just like waste it. It's just like uh, give him a task that doesn't nobody gets to pay any attention to.
14: Yeah. Just a mundane trip somewhere to Santa Clarita.
1: Right. Put him in a Subaru and send him cross country.
14: Yeah. Nothing happens.
1: Right. We don't hear about it.
14: Yeah. He's just eating truck stop food. It's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet he's already eating truck stop food. That's the one thing I know about Machine Gun Kelly is his diet. And- he
14: looks like he looks like he does. Right. Right. And that's his vibe. That's Most his of the food look.
1: he eats comes from like under a heat lamp in a gas station.
14: I mean, I know too much, but Megan Fox cooks vegetarian food and vegan food for the both of them so oh, that he'll eat healthier.
1: I stand corrected machine. But, is that, but I, does it go by machine? Do you yeah. Machine
14: Gun. Or is it machine, middle name, gun, last name, Kelly? Is it machine, first name, gun, Kelly?
1: (laughs) Mashy, I don't know. It's hard to say.
14: I don't know. So um, I would send him off to a boring road trip because we don't need him in the spotlight anymore, really. And then um, I feel like Nancy Pelosi, I would love it for her to enjoy just a nice crusty pizza at her leisure because she uh probably is, lives a very stressful life.
1: Yeah, she probably does leave, does and maybe it's time to warm up a just a stone in the oven. Yeah. Throw some uh dough in the air. I thought to see her tossing pizza dough.
14: Yeah, some yeasty
1: dough. Yeah, that just like an old Italian chef.
14: Yeah, and it's she's Italian? Uh, I mean, yeah. Pelosi, probably Italian. So It all Italian connects. You know what? This is not a racial profiling uh, decision, but it is truly because I feel like <laughs> she probably avoids carbs because she likes to live a healthy life as this sort of high powered politician who's always on the go. But I do feel like
1: with the level of stress she's under, she deserves carbs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I can see her. This could be a late in life pivot to Pelosi's pizzas. I feels like I a would totally chain at, waiting to happen. I would
14: totally eat it at Pelosi's pizzas.
1: Nancy, you've got it waiting for you. I've I know. Given you, I've, we've given Nancy a gift here. I mean, Truly. she's probably got plenty of money already, but why not make some more off the pizza? Excellently played. What? Thank you. Excellently. I, I mean, live it,
14: for that. I live for a verbal affirmation. Uh, affirmation. Gift I am giving, not
1: disappointed at
14: all. Gift giving is not one of my top skills in well, terms of the love languages. just now.
1: But... I mean, maybe you just need to be giving more gifts to celebrities. Okay, maybe. Okay, well, the party rages on. I'm, you know, I'm feeling great. And you're feeling great. We're just all having a blast. And now we're going to talk to Jen Spira. Jen. Jen. Richardson. Happy holidays.
12: Thank you so much sir. Happy holidays to you.
1: How have your holidays been?
12: Thank you for asking. You know, my I celebrated the final night of Hanukkah. Um I celebrated it um very very modestly. Um How so? <laughs> Well, I you know, I only because I was sort of traveling, I only got back in the apartment for the last night and that's where the menorah was. So I lit it but unfortunately And it's a good thing that my husband literally just stepped out the door. We quickly quarreled about the way that I set up the menorah and that (laughs) I was going to get wax all over the credenza and he was going to have to fucking clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) So that actually, it ended up with me very quickly blowing out all the candles and it was very sad. And then like later secretly I relit them. So it actually oh was a very God. it was a very sad that very sad really, Hanukkah.
1: <laughs> this hidden Hanukkah you celebrated. Exactly. Um well Jen, I think we should play gift or a curse. Do or die. Uh, you've got one chance. Jen Spira. Gift or a curse. Salsa bars.
12: Okay. Um, I'm immediately saying curse, and I don't even know what we're talking about. Because are you talking about a place you go to salsa dance?
1: (laughs) I am talking about in a Mexican restaurant, (gasps) essentially a small buffet featuring a variety of salsas, which you self-serve, pouring into traditionally a little plastic cup, Taking back to your table to dump all over your food.
12: All right, listen. I am very boldly going to say what I know will be the wrong answer because I know what you must think. I'm going to say it's a gift, Bridger, because I am all about because I am all about the buffet life. Any time it is offered, more choices at my fingertips, where I don't have to have an interaction with someone where I need to explain why I want something. I, so, so like the sovereignty, the autonomy and the variety, even though actually when I, when you first described it, I'm like, I hate that idea. It's gross. It actually kind of grosses me out. I don't even want to be in a place where there is a salsa bar. I don't like any of it, but ultimately I have to come down on yes to choice and yes to freedom (laughs) because I am a daughter of George Washington (laughs) <laughs> and i love freedom so fuck you britcher because i know you think it's i know you think it's a curse Or am i wrong
1: <laughs> jen spira oh a chill a chill is in the air salsa bars look you've mounted an excellent defense and now i'm i think what you're, you're about to hear is going to be very surprising and it's going to be something you remember for a long time. And it'll probably be something that kind of is the subtext of every one of our interactions moving forward. Salsa bars are a curse because I adore Adore a salsa bar. I love to choose my salsas. I love to have the control over how much of the red sauce, of the salsa verde, of the pico de gallo, of the pickled carrots and jalapenos that I get. That said, I don't know that they exist anymore. I think because of the pandemic, we may never, I think they may be extinct and therefore a curse. A, a curse that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Bridger,
12: I found this topic psychotic because, like, what you're saying is a Chipotle. Like, I've seen Chipotle. What fucking restaurant do you what? go to where it has a salsa bar in it? Like, is this just an L.A. thing? I've, are you talking about Ponderosa? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I don't know what you're talking about. And I, like, what are you talking about?
1: I guess we should, we should <laughs> say Jen is in New York. Where Mexican food is good, Mexican food is hard to come by.
12: I guess you're right because
1: you're yeah. I, you're also you're you're, right. you're displaying a huge ignorance here. What are you saying? That's a Chipotle. A Chipotle, the employee is deciding how much salsa. Exactly, I'm
12: exactly. No, no. And
1: okay, listen, that's not a salsa bar.
12: Well, Bridger. So I wasn't at Chipotle today. My my husband eats there every single day. It's how he stays alive. He goes and gets burrito every <laughs> single day. My boyfriend
1: eats there every <laughs> single day. <laughs>
12: That's amazing. I love that Jim gets that every day. That's great. is that bizarre? It is. But wait, Bridget, you're like, listen, you're talking to a girl that loves a Golden Corral, that loves a Ponderosa. You're talking to someone who fucking, I like those very, very low bar for entry buffet, family style buffet for, let's say, a certain <laughs> class of people. <laughs> Okay. I like that, but Bridger, like, I actually have never been in a Mexican restaurant that has a salsa bar. You're talking about- This like a, is
1: shocking. A casual, and listen, and in LA, Like, what are you, what are you talking about, Bridger? I'm normal... talking about Terry's Mexican Grill in Studio City. They had a beautiful salsa bar, oh which is God. now I can't access. I have to ask the employees for extra salsa over and over, okay. making me a nuisance. I now have this It's like my wife is dead and I'm just thinking about her all the time. Exactly. So, so really you're, you said it's a curse, but really it's such a gift that it's
12: just like, that it's, it's yeah, it's
1: absence is a curse. It's absence is a curse. I return to its grave and just cry (laughs) and talk to it.
12: Oh my God. Well, thank you for teaching me about salsa bars and about you. And (laughs) I, I'm ashamed. I hope I didn't, I hope I didn't like you know, get canceled because I seem so like insensitive, but I didn't
1: know about this type of restaurant. (laughs) Well, you're only canceled in my heart.
12: Thank you. And also I'm not even trying to belittle or make fun of the idea of cancel culture. I don't know why I keep saying words and talking, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to even say that cancel culture is silly. I'm actually not saying that.
1: You, stu- you're stumbling through my party, just <laughs> saying nonsense. It's embarrassing. Other uh, guests are uncomfortable. I'm saying I, d- I had to invite her. Oh, I didn't have any choice. We, oh, we go back. I know. I'm trying to push her out of my life, and now she's here ranting about salsa bars, which she clearly can't even picture in her own mind. I know. I'm so, I'm so simple. Well, Jen, I hate, uh, I hate the fact that you have embarrassed yourself, but I do love that you've learned.
12: Thank you. I have learned. I I have learned a lot.
1: All learning should take place through embarrassment. Uh, that's kind of my policy.
12: (laughs) I completely agree. It really does teach a lesson. (laughs) That feeling, that feeling inside the, the heat that rises, it imparts a lesson.
1: Well, I hope you can take that lesson with you into the new year. And uh, just a big happy holidays in general. I just love you.
12: I adore and
1: you. I'm so glad you were here.
12: Thank you so much for having me. And I am sorry that I um, embarrassed you.
1: <laughs> that you embarrassed me? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I lead too pure of a life to, be, to feel others' embarrassment. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Well, the festivities continue, we're having a fantastic time, and things could not go wrong if we tried. Especially now, because we've got John Milstein. John, are you ready for a Do or Die, Gift or a Curse?
15: As ready as I'll ever be. I'm excited to be here celebrating Christmas with one of my favorite, I hope this is okay to say, little elves.
1: <laughs> John, <laughs> you've, I need you to be serious here. Okay, sorry. There's no room for error.
15: Okay, got it.
1: I'm going to name one thing. You're going to tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why. And then we're going to find out how the rest of your year is going to play out.
15: Okay, based on whether I succeed or not? Exactly.
1: Wow. (laughs) Okay, gift or a curse. Houses decorated with lights that flash in sync with a song.
15: So, this is a product that... Is sold and it just is able to take in the sound of a song that's playing and make the lights flash with the song.
1: John, I don't know the science behind these houses. I'm not an audio engineer
15: <laughs> or a lighting engineer.
1: <laughs> Basically, what happens is somebody goes into the garage and gathers up whatever lights they have. They get on the roof, they decorate the house for their holiday of choosing. Mm-hmm. Then somehow it gets connected to some sort of audio device. And then suddenly right. the lights are flashing, the music's playing. It's kind of a little ballet that they've constructed on their house. Actually, Annalise is sending me a YouTube, but let me look at this really quick. Christmas okay. lights. I'm going to do this singed... to oh. oh my God.
15: This is... F- Far more involved than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> this is way beyond what I thought it was. Wow, this is. Um, it looks like this is someone's entire year's salary went into <laughs> their homes for these. Okay, so after watching the video, I now even have a better sense of how um, extra this this sort of display is. Um, this is the ultimate goal is definitely to get on Ellen and pretty much everybody <laughs> who buys this kit thinks that they'll be able to get on Ellen. Although these look like they're custom. I mean, it looks like in order to get this, you have to like really um, talk, talk to a lighting manufacturer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have got to go to a, at least a tech school to learn right. how to put together one of these displays. This is George
15: Lucas made Star Wars, and then some of the people who helped make Star Wars years and years from then have allowed this sort of technology to exist, (laughs) but it all began on on Star Wars. So what do you Um, think?
1: Gift or a curse?
15: It's a clear gift to me. I mean, I I don't see anything negative about driving by one of these houses. Um, You know, you don't have to. Probably it's a thing where you see it once or twice it's not very likely that this house would be next to yours and you'd always have to be watching the full ballet light ballet (laughs) happening beginning to end, which seems to be like an hour long, um, (laughs) playlist. So, um, yeah, I'm going to enjoy any type of Christmas lights that I see on a house. And if they're going this extra mile to make it, um, Sonic, (laughs) like (laughs) I like it even more. (laughs) So it's a gift.
1: John, I love to hear this from you. I absolutely think they're a gift for so many hmm. reasons. Look, I'll take a flashing light just like a broken light at a 7-Eleven flashing. I'm thrilled <laughs> to see it. It brings a party atmosphere. I you're also like love- a horsefly in that sense. You, you're like a moth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love to are. be driving down the street and a street lamp is kind of just going off. And mm-hmm. uh, and then you bring in the Christmas element, the holiday element, it's uh creating a traffic jam in neighborhoods that I th- I mm-hmm. find very funny. Uh you know that some neighbor is furious about it. Uh right. it, it's an act of aggression, no matter what you do.
15: It it creates uh it sort of entrenches hierarchies in neighborhoods, who is sort of the king of that <laughs> you of absolutely that homeowner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's good.
1: And any, as you said, any naked attempt to end up on Ellen or the Kelly Clarkson show, we support. Yeah. Uh, We're behind it. Uh, And
15: no, I feel like a lot of the attempts to get on Ellen, Kelly Clarkson involve making a child do something that maybe they don't want to (laughs) do. A child being used as some sort of prop. So this is a child uh, children are not taken advantage of to make this. Ellen Right outside out of what I
1: I assume there's probably a decent amount of child labor. Dad gets yeah. out the lights and the right. kids have to spend six Saturdays in a row putting up the lights. <laughs> but at least they're not on camera. Right. John, you did a fantastic job. I mean, you nailed it.
15: Oh my gosh, one shot. Like this is this is probably the most high-pressure environment I'll ever be in.
1: Oh, I've seen Several people just absolutely break down in tears. We're not even going to be able to release that audio. Um, careers could have been ruined. Wow. Do you have any uh, holiday wishes you'd like to you know, send to loved ones, listeners?
15: You know, I say get out there and travel. You know, we've been, we've been under lockdown. You have your vaccine. Maybe you have your booster it's time to start living our lives again. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going as close to uh, (laughs) anti-vax. As close to it. No, but seriously, um, I don't know. Yeah. Enjoy Christmas. Like, enjoy, enjoy. I'm so glad that we get to be with our families and travel and stuff like that again.
1: That's a real sweet message, John. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like you've kind of, after not losing the game, you've got a new lease on life.
15: Yeah, you should, I was I was prepared to, yeah, be one of those people in tears with audio that has to be burned. Kind of but, destroyed. Yeah. Although, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm good at this game. Like, I feel like if you were to throw me three more, I get them all right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think oh, I'm good at
1: Tempting fate.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tempting
15: fate. And I know that I know that you have a long list of people you have to get to. So I know I want to deliver on that promise. But. Just let the listeners know, let you know, I would continue to win.
1: Well, I'm not going to, you know, my generous heart is not going to let you embarrass yourself with a loss here. I want you to have a happy holiday season. I want you to go into 2022 with your head held high. And so I'm going to let you.
15: Thank you, Bridger.
1: Our next contestant is fantastic and also holds the record for giving me the most amount of gifts on this podcast to this very day. She co-hosts the fantastic podcast Add to Cart. It's Kulop v. Hello.
16: I'm so excited. Last time we spent, I don't know, two hours together. Let's go for four. Four hours.
1: Well, too bad, Kulop. This is do or die. I feel like you're already trying to get ahead of the game. Last time you got two <laughs> out of three and we ended up with we really came to blows over badgers this is do or die gift or a curse so you've got one chance to end the year on a good note
16: okay and this one thing we can talk about for a long time
1: <laughs> all right here we go gift or okay. a curse appetizers with an odd number of food items so you now you're getting like your five mozzarella sticks
16: that's a curse Because if you're not alone and you're with one other person, like, I want things to be fair, you know? Like, equal pay. (laughs) Equal
1: pay. Equal pay in appetizers
16: (laughs) and hot apps. (laughs) Isn't that why we
1: marched? (laughs) Kulop, you're wrong.
3: (laughs) What? The what odd part? number of
1: appetizers on a plate <laughs> is absolutely a gift. When that plate of five chicken wings gets placed in front of you, there's a, an, an immediate tension. It brings a nice natural drama to the table. Suddenly, everyone's wondering what's going to happen. Unless there are five people. But then everyone's getting the smallest portion. The beautiful just thrill of thinking, Who? how are we going to split this or who is going to be the greedy little pig who takes the final one? They're absolutely a gift. It's a Bridger. free gift from the restaurant. They're saying, here's a little, a little spark for your evening.
16: Bridger, not all of us live your sort of knives out mentality <laughs> where all quadrants of your life need to be filled with this drama and intrigue and Chris Evans and a gorgeous cable knit. Like, that's not for everybody, Bridger.
1: Well, it's because I think a lot of people haven't tried. Once they do, once they get this high-octane lifestyle that I'm kind of just always soaking in, they're going to realize, what was I doing with the last few decades? I've wasted so much of my life. (laughs) Kulov, I'm so sorry to hear that you're ending the year not only losing the game, but then desperately (sighs) just... Clying, clawing to succeed, trying to convince me of anything but the truth. You know, this does not bode well for 2022 for you.
16: For just for me? Can I pull you down as well?
1: Nobody pulls me down,
16: but I I hold on to an ankle. (laughs) And I I can kick. As much as I I know you love to live such a heightened, tension-filled existence, I actually don't want you to be harmed.
1: <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And happy holidays, really. Happy holidays. God bless us, everyone. Okay, well, we're going to continue here with our next guest contestant. Someone who I adore. What a person to spend the holidays with. It's Naomi Ekperig. and Naomi, it's time for Gift or a Curse, Do or Die, Thrill Zone.
17: I'm really ready. Kwanzaa edition, Gift or a Curse. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: now, you were the first person to ever win this game. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, I think about four people have now won, but considering that we've done 80-something episodes... You're in Rare Company with three people I can't remember. Perfect. And that's exactly how it should be. Me and three nobodies. <laughs> Absolutely faceless people. Um, well, so, you know, this is very high stakes for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just want you to be more careful than ever. Uh, kind of just look into whatever strength you used before, etc. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, you're right. I have a title to defend. You and had...
17: <laughs> yes, I'm gonna get right. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna connect to a higher power right now <laughs> to truly make sure that the spirit moves me in the right direction.
1: Exactly. And let's let's just get into it. Gift or a curse? Mm-hmm. Saying my pleasure instead of your welcome. Hmm. Hmm. Saying my pleasure. Instead of your welcome.
17: Honestly, I think that's a gift. I think that's a gift. There's something about saying my pleasure that's like, oh, so you enjoyed it too? You know what I mean? Which is now it's like, oh, okay, cool. So now I don't feel like I just took. I feel like I brought something to the table for you. Which, you know, could be a lie you're telling me, but thank you for telling me that lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Naomi, the streak continues.
3: Yes! It's a gift!
1: (laughs) And I'll say, you know... What you're saying here is kind of speaks to the reason I think it's a gift. I think there's something a little perverse about saying my pleasure. Saying that you got a little happiness out, out of whatever you did for someone. There's something slightly sick. Something that when someone says that, they're revealing something, that they got something more out of it than just doing a favor. Yep. It, was, uh, it wasn't just I'm doing this for you. It was a little I'm doing this for me. And <laughs> well, it's sexy, isn't it? It's a little sexy. Uh, it's a little sexy. <laughs> we all need a little bit of sexiness, a little bit of just throwing us off balance when we thank someone. If uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, my person at Chipotle says "my pleasure," I'm thinking, oh no, the dynamic between me and this cashier is. <laughs> Psychosexual Oh my god you know how I feel about psychosexual Games (laughs) and they're one of my
17: Favorites I believe that people are constantly Playing a psychosexual game in some form Or another and because I'm Sex negative I usually don't come out on top But I love them and
1: So I very much um, yes Agree with you I love a psychosexual game Number two for me is a game of cat And mouse if I can (laughs) get into one of those Games with a retail employee Uh uh, My trip to the mall is Perfect (laughs) Naomi, I can't believe it. You just keep winning this game. At some point, Thank I'm you. going to throw a, something in the road to trip you <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't think you will. You want to know why? Because I think
17: that we are Soul Sisters. We share a mind. And I think what you think. So there's no way. There's no way you can trip me
1: up. <laughs> it is a game of cat and mouse. It is truly. Or a game tr- of cat and cat. Um, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. You've done it. You've ended the year on a perfect note. Thank you so much. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. I hope you watch my Netflix half hour. Watch her half hour four times. It's uh, coming out December 29th.
17: Thank you very much. That is accurate. You should watch it four times or just turn it on and just give it a thumbs up. You can leave the room. Like, I really don't care if you engage with the content, (laughs) but I I would like you to
1: watch it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know you could give thumbs up on Netflix.
17: Yeah, you can rate it and you give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And it's funny because I went into everyone's Netflix queue that I had access to and I gave Dave Chappelle's special a thumbs down. <laughs> just because I was like, Mom, you're giving him a thumbs down. Mom's husband, you're giving him a thumbs down.
1: Um, and But for mine, I want you to give it a thumbs up. Yo, everyone go give her special on Netflix a thumbs up and then go to bed and have uh, dreams of whatever holiday dreams that you want. Uh, sugar plum fairies, is that what you dream of during the holidays? I mean,
17: that's what I hear, you know. I dream. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Kwanzaa, okay? <laughs> Just dream like of a the white ones Kwanzaa. <laughs> I never knew.
1: Oh, I can't believe it. Here we are. The final round. The holidays are still here. We're deep, deep into the episode. And our next guests are going to go head to head in a new version of Gift or a Curse. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be cutthroat. And the results could be devastating. It's uh, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstart. You two, are you ready for Gift or a Curse? Yeah, I'm filled with electricity. Yes. Let me explain how this is going to work. You two, Gift or a Curse, we've played it Dozens and dozens of times on the show. You know, past guests are kind of competing with each other psychically. This is the first in-person physical competition of this game. So I'm going to name three things. And you're both going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse. You're going to have to do that at the same time. This is all in fairness. So... You'll tell me if they're a gift or a curse, and then I'm going to give you each a chance to defend your answer. And then I'm going to tell you the correct answer. So, you know, you could both walk away total losers. You could walk away winners. You could walk away with a point here or there. This could go in any direction. So, as always, be careful. Are you ready? I
18: I have to (laughs) say that just being on this show makes me not a loser. So... (laughs) (laughs) I can't do anything but win from here on out. That's the
1: one promise the show can guarantee. Okay, well, (laughs) let's just get into it. Let's start with the first, gift or a curse, Andy's Mints. Oh, Ready? Yes. Gift. Curse. Ah! Okay. And why? Georgia, you spoke first. Let's hear your defense.
18: I love them. They conjure... uh, memories from being a kid there was this amazing mexican restaurant my dad would take us to called um el carmen in los angeles and like if we were well behaved they'd give us one like they wouldn't even charge us the quarter or whatever uh and it i loved i love them they're so good i'm like
0: offended that you don't like them Karen.
1: (laughs) karen You've offended Georgia and we need a defense.
0: Yes. Yes. Because I have an Olympiad mindset and I knew that getting her off her, getting her on her back foot and offending her for the outset would be the way to go. Um, My, I had two great aunts who lived across town from us growing up. Aunt May and Aunt Anne, wonderful women. They had a selection of Candy at their house that was just what they liked, and the range of those that selection was applets and cotlets, uh, which is one of the most disgusting candy. (laughs) It barely doesn't. It barely (laughs) qualifies as a candy because it was jelly apple candy or apricot candy jellies with walnut floating in it, powdered sugar on top. That's the one candy that was available. The other candy was Andy's mints, Andy's candies. And so we overate Andy's candies to make up for the fact that we couldn't have the other one. Like it was as if there was this candy array, but we would just be like, fine, eat that. But I don't like mint. I think mint in, in candies tastes like you didn't rinse your mouth of toothpaste and now you've moved (laughs) on to chocolate. I don't like the combination never have. And so we would eat andy's candies almost against our will because we're like well it's the only candy we're gonna get around here so you might as well just eat it i have nothing but bad memories um although i respect a restaurant that would give it to you for free because that's really really saying something about what good behavior you must have been on but well
18: it's a great way to get three hyperactive kids to fucking shut the fuck up (laughs) and eat their food and yeah. be quiet is the promise of an Andy's Mint at the end, which was a hard thing for my brother and sister and I to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it
2: worked.
1: Yeah. Okay, you two. Well, point to Georgia. <gasps> Karen, Andy's Mints are... Eb- I, you Don't bring the memories of your aunt's house of horrors onto my podcast. <laughs> this Andy's is my reality. Andy's are pure sophistication.
18: Ah, uh, yes, Smooth thank you.
1: Smooth chocolate with a light mint... An excellent combination. I recently learned that they're a product of the Tootsie Roll Company, which, oh. I'll be honest, cheapened the entire thing for me. <laughs> but I'm not backing off. I would go to the Sucasa Mexican restaurant, and oh. they would have the quarter Andy's mints. A nice little after dinner. You know, if it's between an Andy's mint and a, what is that, a dinner mint, a pillow mint? Oh, awful a, starlight, little,
18: a Starlight Mint, right? No,
1: thank you. Get I love those. The, the texture. Oh, the, yeah, oh. those things,
0: they're all gross.
1: <laughs> okay, well, look, they're an absolute <laughs> gift. Yes. That's okay. Uh, we've got one to zero here. There's still two chances for Karen to redeem herself.
0: If this next question is about applets and cotlets, I'm screwed. <laughs> That's for
1: sure. I have to try, though. I mean, I, applets it Applets and cotlets. Truly for old people. That sounds horrifying too. it's like
0: depression candy yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the period of time and the emotional set point yes
1: your aunt's house was the last place those were seen <laughs> cannot was the last, imagine. Box.
0: Was... last box ever sold in 1978
3: yes
1: <laughs> all right next up this is a listener suggestion someone named aaron has written in gift or a curse crocs the footwear crocs Ooh, karen i say curse I say
18: curse too. Well, yeah. Look, well, sh- I can argue the other side if you want me to, because I can
1: argue. This is about making decisions and living with them. <laughs> you both said crocs. Yeah. Or, I mean, you both said curse. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Curse. Yeah. Cur- Cur- I want to hear I mean, a defense.
18: Curse. Okay, I'm going to say gift, but I'll explain why.
1: And why okay, Georgia. Just for the record, you are now gift. Karen is curse. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. I, I defend my position by saying Crocs are rubber shoes. The, although cushy, your feet sweat. You can't make holes big enough on those shoes. Uh, you can you can dress them up with, adorn them with jewels if you want to, which I guess the kids do these <laughs> days. Be ironic and wear them with beautiful dresses. Do whatever you want, obviously, in this the time that we're living in. But for me personally, that shoe is it needs a sock which makes everything even worse it's it's a goofy clown shoe that makes your sweaty feet even sweatier there's no relief in the summer it's a visual assault in the winter
1: (laughs) all right and georgia
0: i don't disagree with any of that (laughs)
18: uh and i've actually never in my fucking life slipped a pair of they've never touched my feet in any way shape or form however never never during the pandemic, I have I have opened my heart and my feet to slides, to athletic slides. So I feel like I can't judge people who like Crocs. However, I will never fucking wear them. You'll never see me in a goddamn pair of
1: Crocs. OK, so you're kind of saying gift simply because. Okay. Who am I to who am I to judge? Right, right. Basically?
18: Who am All right. Yeah. Well,
1: let's just put it out there. The game is tied up.
4: Yeah. I knew there it occurs, would be.
1: And I'll tell you exactly why. <laughs> this is a one pair of Crocs household, <laughs> and my boyfriend Jim owns a, a probably size twelve or thirteen pair of Crocs. Wow! Which I will occasionally, well, daily, put on to you know tool around in the yard to go get the mail. This kind of thing, mm. which almost every single day leads to an argument of. Just let me buy you a (laughs) pair of Crocs. (laughs) I... and I, it makes absolute no sense. There's never a time when we both need to be wearing Crocs. Why can't I just wear his Crocs? If there's ever a time when we're both wearing Crocs, something's gone wrong.
18: Yeah, don't open the door. I will say this: when I when I agreed to that, okay, these slides are comfortable. Now Vince bought, has like buys me a new pair every two months. So don't open the door to I it. I
1: refuse. Yeah. yeah, I'm never going. I don't need a pair of Crocs that actually fits me. I can kind of just totter around. It's tottering a word. Do you totter yes. in a crock? Yes. I think so. I think it's perfectly fair for me to wear these things. And uh, yeah, so they're absolutely a curse for me and therefore for everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, how sweaty are your feet when you get back from the mailbox? It's My not feet
1: a, are damp.
0: It's
3: disgusting.
0: Yeah. That's that
1: Almost an immediate... It's because it's kind of that warm rubber that the your skin doesn't quite know what to do with it
0: yes it's not made for human skin
1: unnatural it's, it's what they are it's unnatural. what
0: they make subway sandwich bread out of as well <laughs> and meat and, the and meat. that's how you can tell it shouldn't be on your feet
1: <laughs> no one should have a foot long on their feet <laughs> okay well it's tied up this is very exciting yeah. i mean this final one i mean Let's just be honest. Neither of you is going away with uh, a gold star. You've both <laughs> lost one round. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens with this next thing. Gift or a curse? Asteroids. Gift. Gift. Okay, and why? Wow. Space, man. <laughs> it's
18: fucking vast and crazy. And it moves around. Even if it's made up and this is a simulation, at least they made, whoever made the simulation, made it pretty and and wondrous. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. An interesting <laughs> defense. And now, Karen.
0: I base my answer first on the 80s video game asteroids, which mm. was a, a visual feast. Remember mm-hmm. the lines? So many lines. But... It also is this thing where, yes, space is this kind of mysterious black cloak that surrounds our world. But then there is like this kind of uh, like the universe's villain, where at any point, if a big enough one comes by, we're done for. So it keeps us very present. And I think the threat maybe keeps a lot of us in our gratitude attitude. But also it's, it's the kind of thing where it's like. This won't go on forever because, you know, they could now these days they're constantly going, oh, did you hear the new asteroid that's coming by? They're always swinging by. So I think it really keeps us humble and it keeps us, um, it, you know, everything right-sized and I really appreciate that. I think only asteroids have the power to do something that big.
18: Wouldn't be the worst way to go. I will say that every time they're like, it's coming. I'm like, all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Just wrap it up. <laughs>
1: Okay, you've both mounted interesting defenses. And before we get into this, before I reveal the correct answer, I do want to give a shout out. As long as we're talking about 80s video games, I recently played one called Streaker. I was at an arcade. I played an old game, which is essentially Pac Man, but you're a little naked man slowly moving around the screen. <laughs> what? So, whoever created that video game, God bless. Yeah. I had a wonderful time.
0: Never heard but of that. That's crazy.
1: Streaker. Yeah, it was.
3: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Tiny naked man running around the screen oh, trying to get away thing. from the police.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, oh, that was all the that 80s. aside, mm-hmm. we're talking about asteroids here. Sure. You've mm-hmm. both said gift. You both have one point. This could take you both to two points if you're correct. Hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're both wrong. Damn asteroids it! Asteroids are... Twist! I mean, a curse on so many levels. Asteroids are all talk and no action. I'm con- <laughs> we are constantly getting threatened about asteroids smashing into Earth. When's it going to happen? I don't think it's ever going to happen.
18: Because the universe doesn't exist. That's fucking making my point. Is well, this then is a don't simulation? Bring the, don't okay. tease me. Okay.
1: Yeah. Don't tease me with this little threat. <laughs> these narrow misses. Oh, uh, it might hit. Oh, one killed all the dinosaurs, but... What in the meantime, what's going on? Destroy humanity or get off the pot, sort of situation is what I'm yeah. saying. Asteroids are, oh, I could go on. We don't need them. And uh, we would be better off without them. Destroy all asteroids. Mm-hmm. Destroy all asteroids. D- don't even destroy. I don't, I, we've put too much energy into thinking about them. Uh, <laughs> They're just trying know. to get
0: attention all the time. Yeah. It's really. Such a- <laughs> they're just a really dramatic friend from like a theater class that's like i'm really having a terrible weekend and it's just like yeah i don't care anymore i can't I'm yeah. gonna do it
1: this time you keep
18: threatening your weekend uh, your weekend's ruin but <laughs> yeah. i'm just done it's all talk you. It's all talk. yeah
1: all talk A real will they won't they you 2 i'm <laughs> frankly embarrassed for both of you it's the holidays <laughs> and you both got one out of three on f
18: no you're right that is an F.
1: am so bad with the grade grading system it's been too long since i've gotten a grade but i'm pretty sure 33 percent's an f i think it is. i'm
18: ashamed of myself
1: yeah i feel good i feel dirty now i'm hoping for that asteroid now
18: i'm begging for that asteroid karen <laughs> we deserve to only wear Crocs for the rest of our lives. I know sweaty feet, sweaty, gross Crocs. For, from with here on and out, crystal <laughs> pins
0: in them.
1: <laughs> oh, all of humanity in Crocs, just looking to the skies for destruction.
0: And then shoving Andy's mints down their throats
1: as it just going, "End it for me, please." Mint dribbling down your oh. chin. <laughs> Oh, what a wonderful image for the holidays. Yes. I think that's kind of what we want to think about while we're sitting around the fire. Yeah. Kind of resenting loved ones.
0: <laughs> Board.
1: Board. <Just> <laughs> bored. Bored. Absolutely
0: bored. Bored and eating whatever's nearby. Yeah. Whether it be an applet or a cutlet, <laughs> Just getting it done.
1: Applets and crock and... Applets and what? Croclets. they little movies. I was going to say these sound like competitors to crocs. That feels like <laughs> an off-brand croc. Yep. Get your applets on. We're going to garden. <laughs> <laughs> Who took my <sighs> cotlets? Yeah, that's what they're called. <laughs> mm-hmm. You two, well, I'm I hate to send you off in such a horrible way. Uh 2022 will be a better year for you guys. We'll be and- back. I'm fucking
18: w i am fucking I want to get my fucking. I want to get my, uh, what's it called back? My reward,
0: my trophy,
1: your we'll groove. Be- oh, groove. Yeah. I'll be you back want to get your groove back? If you
0: want us, <laughs> you'll have us. Yeah. Give us another chance sometime down the line. Cause yeah. I think,
1: you know, I love a redemption story. Yes. Yeah. That's we deserve it. And I can yeah. offer you that in the future, but I, I mean, please train, take the rest <laughs> of the year off. Oh, okay. Set. Yes. Okay. And uh, we'll return to the stadium at another point.
0: Okay, perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. We deserve this. That's good.
1: Happy holidays, you too. Oh, Thank happy holidays, Bridger. Bridger.
18: Happy holidays.
1: Who? that's the last game we'll be playing on this episode of the show. I hope you've had a good time. I hope it's been a thrill ride. I hope it's been a soothing time. I hope it's done whatever you needed it to do while maybe you're, you know, sitting in the Best Buy parking lot just dreading going back to your family. I don't know. Yeah, This is the end of the podcast which we frequently, you know, run into at the end of the show and this is kind of it for the year so I'm going to send you off with a, I'm going to cast a little spell on you that, you know, in 2022, you have a, a, you know, just a banner year and that everything goes perfectly, that nothing bad happens. We'll move through it together. We'll fall deeper and deeper in love with each other and, uh, you know, continue our path towards who knows what. I'm going to let you go. I love you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads.
3: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me No